Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode is brought to you by Whoop, the personalized digital fitness and health coach. John John and Nathan Florence have both been using Whoop for over three years now to balance their training both in and out of the water. Now, Whoop is introducing the all-new Whoop 4.0, the latest, most advanced fitness wearable on the market. Monitor your recovery, sleep, training and health, personalized recommendations, and coaching feedback with Whoop. Train smarter, recover faster, sleep better, and now feel healthier with Whoop. The all-new 4.0 is smaller, smarter, and designed with new biometric tracking, including skin temperature, blood oxygen, and more. The device also features an all-new smart alarm, designed to wake you up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day. Plus, it was designed with their Anywhere technology, so you can wear it with their Whoop body sensor-enhanced technical garments. The all-new Health Monitor dashboard gives you a big-picture look at your overall health. Monitor key metrics like heart rate, resting heart rate, heart rate variability, skin temperature, and blood oxygen levels. Plus, see improvements in irregularities and vital signs over time. You can even export 30-day health trends to share with your coach, trainer, PT, PCP, or physician. The all-new waterproof device is free when you sign up for a Whoop 4.0 membership. For any members, if you have six months left of your membership on your account, you can upgrade now and get the 4.0 for free. And right now, Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code BEACHGRIT at checkout. Go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com, and enter B-E-A-C-H-G-R-I-T at checkout to save 15%. Welcome to Dirty Water, a surf-centric podcast that is, we hope, and as I say in the classics, tighter than mosquito pussy, hot and good, ooey. I'm Derek Riley, and today's guest is the world champion surfer and adored surf commentator Barton Lynch, whom we featured two years ago on Dirty Water, and who made the headlines recently when he was outed on Beach Grid as a commie bastard. He ain't no goddamn red, however, and in this conversation, recorded on Zoom, one man at Sunset Beach, another in Bondi, Barton carefully explains his position. If this was a video broadcast, which it ain't, but if it was, and if you watch closely, you'd notice his three-month-old whiskers begin to twitch, his head incline, his whole body quiver with excitement when points are made. It's a pantomime I was thrilled to be a part of. Hey, hey, Barton, how you doing? Let me, uh, let me get going. Yeah, what switch, your, cam- switch your camera on, brother. Hey, fucking hell. How's hey! Your- <laughs> How's your wild beard? <laughs> Jesus, hey, it's got a little crazy under here too. It's just, I don't know, what's, what's not long, three and a half months, mate. It's pretty long for three and a half months. You must have um, been eating a lot of vitamins. Imagine, uh, sure, we're just going to keep going and I'm just going to get in touch with my unmanicured self, you know, just <laughs> see what I'm meant to be like as a wild animal. You had quite the reaction to it on uh, Instagram. It's... <laughs> It's quite astonishing, eh? It's, it's, you know, you'll post something that you consider has meaning and a value and you think, oh, this is going to be cool. People are going to like that and no one says anything and there's just this dribble of response and you're like, oh, shit, eh? No one really, they didn't get that, did they? Shit, oh, that's a bummer. And then you do, well, I'm just going to check the old uh, three-month beard report and just see where we got to on that thing. It's just... <laughs> 142,000 views. Jesus Christ. 
142,000 views, 969 comments of, from my three-month beard update. <laughs> it's an astonishing thing. It's just, it's just the weirdest. And then all the funny little, I just keep getting, now people keep sending me photos of their beards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I keep getting, every day I get, you know, maybe five sent to me of people with their beard or, their, you know, some little meme or something that's got to do with beards and all of a sudden I'm in the beard club. Isn't it, isn't it weird what connects to people? What, what, what suddenly just turns them on? And it, it just made me feel like it's, it is a very energetic thing, isn't it? You know, like they talk about crypto and how in the crypto world, you can follow trends by seeing where the energy goes in social media. And what people are talking about almost energetically drives things in a, in, in, you know, towards the conversation. And, you know, I, I suppose I just went, you know what, we are just cheap entertainment after all, <laughs> you know, as a kind of conclusion of, the, you know. But again, you know, like, like this, this most recent post on, on the uh, sort of financial equality front, it drives conversation. Like, I feel like you don't have to agree to connect with people. You can energetically connect, but disagree or have your own position, your own opinions. And so it was the most, I think the most sort of conscious, thoughtful, deliberate conversation that I may have had on Instagram, where people were, people went into their, into their ideas and into their concepts or their, you know, what they felt about it with such detail. You know, you had these really long comments where people felt stuff and wrote stuff and, by large was all pretty respectful and people were accepting of other people's opinions and I was like sick we've got conversation going here people are talking and that's kind of what I consider to be the important thing at this point in time we're encouraged not to communicate we're encouraged not to talk we're encouraged to stay isolated be manipulated by the fear and just bunker down and hold on to yourself because you'll get through it if you do you know yeah um, and so I feel like feel like that stimulation of conversation at the very least is a good thing. So talk me through um, when you recorded, you're in a traffic jam or something, is that correct? Yeah, Lanny Akea, um, turtle traffic. Jesus, What's, what, how's the North Shore now? It's one long traffic jam, huh? It's, it's really quite radical. There's talk now of them having just got approval to build a bypass, move the car park back and have a bridge over the highway that people walk over. Wow, that's kind, of, that's kind of Bali-esque, isn't it? Yeah, and it's just, yeah, I mean, it's a neat, it's, it seems like, I don't know what the solution is. I mean, you know, everyone wants to come to Hawaii, but maybe you've got a, I don't know, I don't know if there's a, there's a lot of tourism, there's a lot of people here. It's unbelievable how, you know, how many people there are. And you never quite know when you live here whether you can go out on the road or not whether a trip to Haleiwa is going to take you an hour or 15 minutes. <laughs> you just right. don't know. You never know. Yeah. Right? And I leave half an hour nowadays and I'm pretty much always late to something, you know, and I start thinking, oh, I've got to give myself 40 minutes to get there. So, but, yeah, I was but, just sitting you know, it's just one of, it's one of those thoughts that I've had for a long time, Derek, and it stems from, for me personally, an acceptance that nearly everything that is owned was originally stolen. True. I mean, it right? depends, depends where you are, I guess. Yeah, well, largely, when mm. you look at the 
the the countries, the land masses that were taken by European colonialism, stolen perhaps, just taken and claimed, and the flag goes in the ground and all of a sudden you own it, regardless of who's been there and how long they've been there. Um, that is the, the, you know, that's the system that we've come from where originally everything was stolen, slowly but surely throughout time, the middle class has grown. And there is this, there has been this fantastic opportunity in the middle class for people to live and to have independence and have a small business and pay their way and have independence. And I, I just, I value that in my own life so much. The fact that, you know, I've worked my ass off. I've been financially independent since I was 11 years old. I've never been given a thing. I've worked for everything I've got and I don't owe anyone anything. Um, and I, I find that ground so... And I don't have much. I don't own one house. You know, I mean, I don't own 10 homes or two homes or anything. I own one house. I own one old car. I've never owned a new car in my life, except for the one I won at Bondi when I beat Thomas in the final. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've never, I, I just, I'm a, I live pretty simply. And I don't, it's not, I don't need a lot. I just, I value that, that, that freedom. And that's where my reaction to your communism, Mark, came from was like, <laughs> And it, and it came from other people as well. And it highlighted to me a shortcoming in my delivery. And what, what there was, what, what you guys saw was not the whole video, uh, uh, but it was me trying to figure out how do I get all this stuff to Instagram when I can't do anything over a minute anymore? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I don't know how to do that. I'm a, um, and it seems like you can't necessarily put content over a minute anymore on Instagram with the IG store, IGTV not being there anymore? Yeah, fuck me up too. I had this really cool Gabrielle clip and it just kept yeah. cutting out after whatever whatever it was. Fuck, I know what happened to IGTV. Yeah, so so I had this, you know, three minute thing where I went into the, you know, I suppose, I see the rich and the poor as the great separation. I see black and white and, and race relations, if you go a level deep, it's about, it's not about the black or the white, it's about the, the financial realities of whatever color you are, you know, and, and, and for poor white people, life sucks as well. So to me, it's not necessarily about the black and the white. It's not about the, the gay and the straight or the this or the that. There are all these divisions that are putting put in the real division and the real sort of Distance is between the rich and the poor, and in this destruction of the middle class that seems to be going on at the moment, um, and it's kind of a fairly regular occurrence where they, you know, the middle class is going, they shake the money out, and the money goes up, and the people go down, and then they go through again, and you work your way up, and then they shake it down and get the money. You know, it's a fair. It seems to be a fairly consistent sort of pattern of financial management and keeping people in certain places. So that's where it came from, was this idea like, hey, in the beginning, everything was stolen. No one has a right to own any of it in reality. But in, in, in the world we live in, if there was, and I'm, I'm, I love free market capitalism. I love the idea of people being rewarded for their effort and their contribution and how much they put in. I've watched that throughout my life where people dig and they put in and they, and they succeed and you love it. And then lazy people sit on the side and whinge about them. And you know what I mean? So there's all the different people in society. And when there's a concept of a great reset and, uh, and, and a sort of privately owned organization that calls itself the World Economic Forum and then has an agenda to reset society and culture, 
Um, what's do you think, what's the you think the great economic reset is? Well, the great reset is a a concept that, well, I suppose part of it is they believe there's too many people on the face of the planet for it to continue the way it is. They believe that climate change and and the excesses of certain parts of the world are the reason for that impacting others, which is, you know, there's, there's, there's merit and discussion to be had in and around that place. But in the end, I suppose the 2030 agenda is that you'll, you know, and the, the line that everybody uses is that you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. And the idea is that you're on, you're, you're all on a, you know, you, your, your, your wage that you all get and you're all get, you know, you don't own your stuff, you rent your stuff. And you're, um, and by this way, they're managing your carbon footprint through your behavior and through your digital ID that they're managing and watching your every move. And if you, if you don't think in that way, or you don't agree with that, or you want to live a different way, or you have different ideas or different values, you're Amish, whatever it is, you know, and you don't buy that you've got to do this or do that because you've got your own, your own religion, your own ideas. Um, they, they become, you forego them for the betterment of all. Uh, in, in, in someone else's idea of what the betterment of all is. In my mind, if those people who are at those positions of power that can initiate change culturally, society, society on a level of society and community, um, they should talk to the people. They should be subjects of referendum. They should not be delivered down like this is what we're doing because we're the ones with the power. I don't remember ever getting asked if I want to reset. I don't remember. But the reality is this economy is on life support. This economic system is on life support. The debt can never be paid back. It's astronomical. You have corporations that are bigger than countries, largely. And so that, that free market capitalism has been hijacked by corporations that it no longer works for the people and for the, the majority and it works for a minority. And that's where that comment about this thing came from was these ideas that I'd felt for quite a long time. And if someone's gonna redo anything and we're looking at a restructuring of the way they are, the dough's with certain, the dough's gotta come down from them to us. And then we go, here we are, okay, we've got a nice starting point. We're all pretty even, we're ready to go. Okay, off again with a new system, a new, a new go at this free market capitalism and where you get yourself and you might squander it all on crack. You might, you might just end up, you know, where you, you might, who knows what you do with your life, but at least if, and that's where I come, I only come at this because if there is restructuring considerations of restructuring society for a future better model, um, that's how I feel that the people that got to give and the people that got to let go are the ones with the most. They're being siphoned out of, out of the community anyway, selling them food that's laced like more or less poison, destroying their health. You know what I mean? Selling them tobacco and alcohol and, and giving them the impression that these things are okay to consume. You know what I mean? Like when you grew up, you, you were told that no one told you. I didn't know McDonald's was bad for you when I was mowing it every single day of my teenage <laughs> life. You know, so I feel like there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot. I have so much. There's a lot of hope, and there's a lot of there's a lot of goodness to come from what we're going through, because people are coming together. And although there's division around these manufactured divisional topics, in my mind, I see where the real division is, and and what the 
where the focus should be of the common man is, hey, if we're restarting anything, don't you guys up there go telling us what we're doing. Throw, throw a bit down and then we'll have a chat. <laughs> so how, in practical terms, how would you see, um, you know, trillion dollar companies like Apple and Amazon and whatever being shaken to their coins and the billionaires? How, well, how I think, yeah, I think revolution is the only way. Yeah, I, well, I feel like it's sort of, they're in the final stages of desperation because the decentralized finance model that is, you know, coming in, that is in existence and is being engaged for all sorts of things. I'm not sure, like people talk about, you know, the, the vulnerability, say, of cryptocurrency and that sort of thing. I suppose a country could say they're not going to accept it. Um, but how do you stop it? How do you stop decentralized finance when it's in computers, different, different individuals coming all around the world? There's no, it's not in one place. It's not like you go to that one place and turn the electricity off on that one place and Bitcoin's gone. You know what I mean? So I see that that's most probably, they're in the final stages of the RAM raid and grab and, grab and run before the, this thing implodes, it would seem, you know, it's kind of, it seems that, you know, the system itself is broken. The politics and, the, and the, the free market capitalism have both been hijacked by corporations that now dictate what the, what, what the terms of existence are, what the terms of getting on a plane and flying to see your family are or whatever it is. There's, you know, there's these, these rules and regulations that have been put in place that I don't ever remember being asked if I thought they were a good idea or not. Are you talking about COVID restrictions and mandates? I'm talking, about, I'm talking about COVID restrictions. I'm talking about the responses, the lockdowns. I'm talking about the PCR testing, all of that stuff in that immediate space. But let's be, let's be clear. I've felt like this for since I was 17 years old. You've always been a... Um... I'm not, nothing I'm saying to you today, I haven't thought for decades and decades and decades. And the reality for me is that there's more people today than ever before that actually kind of understand me and understand and, and feel similar and go, I, you know, go, wow, mate, it's so, you know, da, 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 we're on, this is great. And we see it as a, you know, I think a, a large part of it, see the, this, this kind of decaying of that old system um, as a necessary thing. It's got to go. You know what I mean? In a sense, it's been, it came from shoddy, shoddy starting points. It has been brutal and violent along the way. And it's, it, it's enforcement of its, its will um, all around the world. And, and you as an Australian as, and I as an Australian growing up in our country, doesn't take you long to realize it's a disgrace, right? No, 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 Black Brothers. Yeah, when you're at school and they start, they start telling you about Captain Cook and how good he was. And you kind of walk out in the street and you go out of school and go, wow, that seemed like a bit of a story. And then you see the average, you go, you average, you know, and you know what goes on in our country. And you go, wow, they're just whitewashing, you know, whitewashing the whole situation with their story. So I feel like, you know, change ain't bad. And and if I just feel like if someone, if there's gonna be change, then the we the people need to be a part of that conversation. That's all. Did, and did, by 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 referendum 
you need to you need to if you're going to change if you're going to lock a people down say it's melbourne right and you're going to lock yeah. the city of melbourne down that should be a referendum thing that's on the blockchain and every single person votes and the, and the majority wins and you go oh, actually we're not you guys all voted against it. we're not locking down oh you guys did okay we're locking down the people should decide not the politicians what did i see that funny meme that said politics i think it was a quote from robin williams and he said politicians should be like NASCAR drivers and wear the badges of the people they're associated with so that we know who's ruling them. You know? I was like, well, what a great quote. Um, and none of this is new, mate, right? This ain't new. The great news is we're just talking about it. It's good. But do you, do you think the response to the COVID thing was um, because it was taken along left and right divides and the left mm -hmm. believes in the uh, infallibility of government and the right mm -hmm. believes in small government and so on. So responses depended upon if it was left or right wing, in our case in, in Australia, state governments, if they're they um, led by a, a liberal, which is a right wing yeah. um, premier in Australia, tend to have quite lax uh, COVID uh, regulations. Whereas in uh, states like Melbourne, when you had Dan Andrews, mm -hmm. who, was, who was Labor, who was you know, arch left wing. So they believe in the infallibility, infallibility of the government, the infallibility of the police, and so the people were locked down in, in, a, in a very Soviet Chinese style left wing, you know, approach to a, to a problem. And yeah. in the end, these guys are just bureaucrats. They don't know what the fuck's going on. No, <laughs> they're, getting, they're getting their information from compromised organizations that are paid to give the information they're giving, you know? So the information's compromised at the source. Um, and that, that's the problem with the political system at the moment is that it's, again, it's been hijacked. And, and if you imagine us, humans, clever, manipulative, so, so able to rise to the top and get through anything, we're so resilient, we're so freaking, you know, and that's, you know, in a lot of ways, in that sense, we're our, our own worst enemy. But you can imagine, we've, you watch something evolve and you imagine that you've been in power, you're a member of the royal family, you've been in power for a few hundred years. Do you think there's anything you have not considered? Right? Yeah. To think that they're just there, just, just living day to day, just breath to breath, not considering the, the need to manage and posture and control things as you move it forward to service yourself. It's really a very, when you look at governments and you look at corporations and you look at powers or structures of power or instruments of power they're very evolved mate been around a long time they're very evolved it's very deliberate and not much as a mistake most everything happens because it's been planned and now they even tell you that we just ran this simulation and oh no here it is <laughs> you know, really go, wow they're even telling us what they're going to do next now food shortages Okay, at least we get some notice. Let's go buy some stuff or whatever it is. You know? <laughs> so it's like, it's almost like there's this brazen arrogance where they throw stuff in your face. And most people um, don't think about it. And you're living in America too, which is, which is an exaggerated uh, version of, um, of the West. And you have a geriatric puppet president. It's a, and it's allowed me to, it's been a real, it's, and I think that that's a really, for me being here, if I was in Australia, I try to imagine the, the stresses and how I would feel and how I would be treated and where I would be at being me. You know what I mean? 
I've been called when I think about when we go through this, and even in the um, the little com the Instagram conversation around um, equal financial equality, um, as a, as and for me, it's as a starting point. It's not the goal. You're not looking to get to the end and have absolute equality. That's a ridiculous concept. But as a restarting point for any society, that to me is kind of like, okay, if we're restarting the game, let's go first base here, and then let's go, let's play. See, so, you know, have some fun with this. Yes, mate. Can I take you to go surfing? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, I'll be with you in a minute. <laughs> That's a little wild little son. That's Lion, huh? Yeah, it's Lion, yeah. He's uh, he's seven and um, just uh, he got the surfing bug the last week or two. Oh, wow. And he just, just wants to go every day and we've been going two surfs a day and going out Sunset Point. A couple of days ago, I said, hey, you're challenged today. I've got to go back and get the surf because I'm just coming off the shoulder surgery still, so three and a bit months. And I can knee paddle the sup. So I've been knee paddling the sup around and knee paddling into the old wave and riding one and then get down and going, don't be stupid, you idiot. Um, and, um, and so I said, your challenge is to paddle out the back, him and his little mate. And I said, paddle out and then position yourself where you want. I'm going to go get the sup. I'll be right behind you and let's see how you go. And they went, sweet, let's go. I was like, whoa. I was expecting, a, no, we'll wait for you, Dad. It's cool, you know. And they just jumped in and started paddling out to sunset on their own. Um, it's only small, one, two-foot point, you know. Yeah. And, and paddle in, and I get back with the sup, and I look, and they're nearly at the line up, and they're looking in to see me, and they know they can't. There's no help coming. They've got to do it themselves, and they paddle into position. And then I get out the back, um, and a wave comes. He turns and paddles into it and rides his wave in, and then finishes and paddles back out to me. I was like, how are you surfing, mate? That was it. You're just doing it. You know, that was it. The whole thing, you know, on his own. So it's been super high. Just so excited by it, eh? Just to see him enjoy it and want to go and and be growing in the face of it, you know? And, and it makes and it makes you enjoy those little days so much. And oh, and, and, and it makes you and it makes you be in the water and stay in the water too. Oh, I'm there every day. There's no way I'd be there anywhere near it. And I remember when they were saying to me, Oh, having a kid will make you, it'll keep you young. And I was thinking, that would, that'll burn me out really fast. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Grumpy old bastard, you know, gonna burn me out. What am I doing this for? And um, and I find myself doing things, playing things, putting my mind to these childlike activities. And I go, yeah, actually, this is, and even the physical stuff at the beach all day in the sun, you just and you know, one more, one more, yes, one more. You know? <laughs> so cool. Um, yeah, so I feel like being in America has allowed me to almost feel stronger in myself because I'm not at home kind of feeling, you know what I mean? I, I feel like, you know, in a way, the things that I think I know they're not very popular in, in, in Australia, particularly with the authorities. And I, so I just can't help it. It's just what I think. You know what I mean? I understand you don't agree with me, which is fine, but you can't expect me to change my beliefs and my feelings and everything just to fit in. And there's so many people doing that, or at least zipping their mouth and not saying anything to keep a paycheck. Like if, if you knew the people I knew who feel like I do, who don't say anything, I just love to just type out a whole list of all of them <laughs> and go, this guy, this guy, and people go, what? All of them people think like that? I go, yes, mate. But no one's, no one's, no one's, I don't know, hey, you know, I've got the courage to actually be themselves. And it's not to be anything other than just be you. 
Don't be scared to be you. Don't be scared to say what you think. We live in a world that should allow those differences. Those differences are healthy. I mentioned the Amish before. I think they are just the most fantastic idea. What a bunch of people just so doing their own thing. Yeah, so, so fuck everything else. This is this yeah. is our, this is our model. What yeah. we do, mate. This is us. This is what we do. And yeah. the more you get rid of that, the more the currencies were different. Remember all the different notes, all the different currencies from different countries. Epic. Different languages, different religions, different beliefs, different stuff. That, as I understand, how, you know, the natural world the biodiversity of the natural world is the health of the natural world so the more biodiversity is the more different things living together right so if you've got a veggie garden and you've only got corn the bugs come and get it because you only got corn but if you've got corn and then wheat and then lettuce and then tomato and then and they're all in there together you don't get the same bug things because they're all together and there's this there's that community thing that doesn't allow that to happen and so there seems to be this in my mind, this concept of regionalization, of food, food, of services. So the least distance you've, your stuff's got to travel to get to you, um, the, the, the more you sort of, the closer to home you do everything. You know, and we can control things. And this was, these were the comments of a lot of people in the thing is we can control the economy with our spending. And if you're conscious about your spending and who you're giving your money to, um, you can change stuff with that conscious purchasing. And to me, I want to go to the person who just grew around the corner or the person who's just got the chickens in the backyard and give them the cash. I don't want to give it to BlackRock. Yeah. I don't want to give it to a, com a company that's bigger than countries and starts telling the world how to be and how to exist through its manipulation of its businesses and instruments of power. You know, I just find all of that centralization of power and the mm -hmm. globalist agenda has already failed, has it not? Yes, clearly. clearly but the environment failed. completely yeah. failed. Yeah. And yeah. what we need is the exact opposite of this great reset type agenda. It's this globalist idea of centralized power, centralized finance is, is it's just not good for the human spirit. It's That's not good for that. Good at the time. Huh? It sounded, yeah, it sounded good at the time. You know, because we, we ain't going to play by those rules anyway. You know, you get a television for a hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dan, share them round. You know, if you got if you got it, how much do you need? And so yeah. that I suppose when you think about capitalism, it's a natural byproduct of the consumerism that is a part of the, of the idea. Mm. I love the free market idea. I love the idea of rewarding people who who work and and you know, I don't I don't. That's where I reacted to the communist thing. Yeah, yeah, but you did look, you know, like, Karl, you did look so, like Karl Marx, though. Uh, look, the comparison was heavy. Oh, you look amazing. And again, what I appreciate is you having the openness to talk to me about it, too. You know, I was like, sweet, when you got back and went, oh, sweet, I thought you might like it. And I was like, so, no, I just, you know, it's just, and again, you're doing your thing, I'm doing mine. It's just what we do, right? And, how yeah, yeah. We are, and so it's all good. Um, but I like that opportunity to not be silenced. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if, if, if you've got a few thousand people that like to listen to what you got to say and you tell and share it with them and people don't like it and then start just bagging, oh, it's just go, just unfollow. Yeah. It's so easy. <laughs> it's but not that like, hard, if, is it? If you don't like someone and what they say, why on earth are you following them? 
Why on earth are you getting in on the argument other than you just want to argue? Because because your words are violence, Bear. Yeah, I just I just well that you know, I just I want to build <coughs> like we're building a, a, a the globally a, a community of like-minded people. You know that there is this there is this I suppose there's somewhat of a conscious divide where a lot of people I see this as a massive opportunity. I see it as something that had to happen. I've seen that this system's on its way out the door anyway. The financial model is broken and on life support. The health services model is, is what? I think the third highest cause of death in America is the pharmaceuticals they've been prescribed by the doctor. You mean the legalized heroin? <laughs> you know? Um, so I, and I do have that, you know, from what I understand, when I, you cut yourself, this thing starts healing itself. Yeah. It's like a miracle machine. And when you break something or it doesn't work, normally they'll, you know, they might go in there and put it back together, but then the thing's got to heal itself. Mm. So we live in this self-healing body in a natural environment that if you're in, if, if you are connected together, will provide for you and help you heal. Epic. What are we thinking? What are we worried about? Monkey pops. Oh no, here we go. Right? <laughs> oh, the old monkey pops. It's the 1980s all over again, isn't it? It's uh, you know. Um, well, I, I thought this the other day. Like when you think about in the 60s, the hippies knew. The hippies knew, right? It was exactly this. Mm. In the in the 70s, the punks knew. Right? They knew what was up. It was all this. Uh, pointing the finger at government, at the you know, the corporations and the corruptness in, in society, um, and it's still the same. And I suppose I wonder how many people know now. Like if the hippies knew in the '60s and the punks knew in the '70s, '80s was kind of just greed is good, Wall Street, all that kind of tone, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Um, and since then, I wonder what the what the where's the where is the, the messaging? Where's the personality? Where's the thoughts? Where's the ideas? Consumed by screens and, and, and Hollywood movies and stuff, you know? Yeah, everyone's, um, everyone's getting eaten alive by the telephones. Oh, mate, it's gnarly, isn't it? I had that experience here. The first summer I watched television and I watched the news to see the weather and it's hurricane watch, <laughs> hurricane season. Hurricane such and such is coming. Oh, it went off the coast. Hurricane such and such, this could be a bad one, went off here. Oh, hurricane, this one, watch. Oh, there's this one and this one behind it. And I spent the summer going, fucking hurricanes are gnarly, eh? <laughs> oh, here comes another one. Oh, no, it darted us. Oh, no. The next summer, I realised the disease, you know. And I, the next, the next uh, last summer, I didn't watch any television. There was no hurricane. <laughs> never thought about it yeah. like you know what i mean didn't even kind of come into the consciousness because it wasn't there i wasn't watching it every day and 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 summer hadn't been turned into bushfire season perhaps <laughs> or or fire hurricane season you know what i mean it was it used to be just summer and last summer i was like wow that that, that really illustrated to me the power of those that messaging when when it's coming at you and you don't realize that you're being influenced and all of a sudden you're living in fear of a hurricane coming. And man loves his apocalypses. Hey, we live, yeah, for, yeah. We live for apocalypses. <laughs> and there's people that go, oh, I told you this was coming. <laughs> yeah. And the preppers have been coming. They've been ready for this for years. They're like food <laughs> shortages. Yes, I told you. <laughs> yeah. So, 
um, you know, it's a complicated world. And I'm a fucking, you know, I'm just a surfer. You know me, I wagged every day of school. Um, I worked, so, worked out pretty good for you, though. Yeah, no, I, you know, I'm stoked on life. And I just, but I just feel like that's, I don't, I don't say these things because I expect people to believe it or I want them to believe and think how I think. I don't care. You know, everyone's welcome to their own opinions and to have themselves and be themselves. And that's it. That's the beauty of this existence is you can and you should be allowed to and have your personality and your differences and your beliefs and, and but allow people to share them and throw them around and have the conversation. And then we're all better for the conversation. You know, that's what life's about as long as you don't, you know. Is that, is that lion trying to get you to go surfing? Yeah, there I can see him. <laughs> um, very cool. But I appreciate the, the chance to explain that because... Uh, Pleasure, man. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, you know, and, and my final thing is this. I want to ask you this, actually. Shit. I have been called... You know, I, I remember in the surfing days, there was the conservative tag. Mm. Um, there was competitor. <laughs> um, and there's been a consistent desire to put you in a box. So now, you know, I might have... this uh, Through this last you know, post that one we're discussing, I was called a conspiracy theorist, a Marxist, a communist, a socialist. I was called woke. I was <laughs> called, you know, ignorant, you know, da, 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 da. And it just, it proved to me that there's this desire to pigeonhole people and to put you in a box. And I wonder why, why what your thoughts are on why that is. Is that just because it's easier to write that they are this than actually going to some detailed understanding of who they are and the, the complexities of their individuality? You know what I mean? There's I no time for that. Well, and you mean, it's very difficult to explain nuance, nuance in, um, in posts and in stories and whatever. And, um, you know, it's so much easier if you, if you paint things as black and white. Yeah. You know, and if, that's if, why, if something's grey, fine. Yeah, and that's what I've felt for a long time. Like, don't try and... That's with the communist. Don't try and call me this or that. I'm not any of it. You're yourself. And we're all that, you know, incrementally different. No two people have hold the whole moral value mindset, everything the same, right? We're all incrementally different. And so the media's jobs to try and pigeonhole things and put them into one box so it's easy to manage and easy to, to vindicate or, I don't know. Um, you know what I mean? So... <laughs> Well, sorry for, I, sorry for calling you a communist, mate. Sorry for the red baiting. That's what I, I yeah, I find it very offensive. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm your Jay Hoover. Hey, how Hi. are you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, pretty good. How's life at Sunset Beach? Always good. God, you guys, you guys got it so good. I can see the fucking palm trees in the back and the, and the shade. Yeah. The and... Was, yeah. Holly was just doing a bit of yard. We've been yeah. planting a bunch of fruit. So we, imagine I planted it out 30 years ago when I bought it. What a knucklehead. <laughs> not a, for 30 years, hardly planted anything, you know? I'm really turning it into a, turn into a little oasis, you know? I hope you paid it off by now, though. Yeah, well, I sold Australia, and that helped me to, to do that. Oh, nice. So, so, yeah, so... That's the number one thing, is to pay for the roof over your head by the time you retire. Don't you think? Yeah, well, you've got to have a roof over your head. Yeah, and even as a parent, in terms of... You know, there were people talking about inheritance and generational wealth and how that plays into this maintaining the system that exists mm. I was like, that's a good point that's you know there's a lot of great points in that conversation though i really I was so stoked to see people put the thought in instead of just you know 
smiley face, uh, you know, whatever emoji. Yeah. Eggplant pitch. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's, I just don't think you can pigeonhole people. You can't describe them in one word and expect to do them justice or respect in, in painting their picture. That's where, that's the problem with the generalizations as they exist. Well, I live by generalization, so um, I'll keep it coming. But uh, <laughs> if, if, I, if I fuck up again, just, just hit me up and we'll have another chat. No, I pre and I appreciate you, Derek. Did you get a chance to see the Voices for Choices thing? No, yeah. no I haven't. Though. Do you want to do it quickly to say what Voices for Choices is to people listening? Yeah, yeah go for it. Have a quick look. Oh, shit. A little bit of telephone. Okay, hang on. Uh, for some reason, it wasn't, uh, wasn't coming up before. Voices. Let me have a look. Voices for choices. That's right. Our Instagram got uh, killed. So. What happened? Our Instagram got deleted. Oh, is that why? Because I, you know, I went on there the other day mm. when when this happened, and I saw the three thousand or something followers, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. I went, and I went. That doesn't seem right. What's <laughs> going on there? And I thought maybe something had happened. Yeah, they got yeah. you. They got us, yeah. So we had to start again. And we've kind of lost our um, interest in Instagram because you feel like a fucking child putting things in. I feel like a child putting things in Instagram. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, the sooner, sooner you can get the fuck out of there, the better. Out of Australia? No, out of Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't wait to you know what I mean? like, do that thing ever again. I'm just starting. Mine's just building and it's just growing. It's gone. The beard thing sent it a bit. Well, the first one was surfing his medicine, I think. Okay. When, they, when Peter King and that put that quote out, you know, surfing his medicine, there was this bit of a, I went, I went, gone from 20 to 40 pretty quick. Wow. Maybe a couple of months, maybe, month, maybe. Beard. <laughs> this shit helped a lot. Unbelievable. Know, yeah. <laughs> we just need, we just need um, some happy men and beards. Yeah, it's so funny. I've been seeing Popeyes and freaking all the Zeus's and all these different bearded <laughs> things just keep coming in. I literally, people send me their beards. It's bizarre. Selfies. <laughs> Selfies. Man, here's my beard. Look at me. We look check my beard. I go, my dad is a sick one. <laughs> Classic. All right, mate. Lovely um, to chat, Bill. Yeah, lovely to chat, Derek. Appreciate you and your, uh, your openness to all the stuff, too. Have a great surf, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.